Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Before we get rolling with today's episode, don't forget to download, subscribe, give it a five-star rating, tell five friends who love the Kansas Jayhawks about this podcast, and we'll keep this thing rolling. So, a lot of news, a lot of news since the last time we had one of these Jayhawker Talker podcasts. One, uh, my wife had a baby this last week, so we have a new child at our house, which is very exciting. Also, KU News, I know nobody wanted to know about that, that is here for KU News, but there's been a lot of KU News for football. It was announced what bowl game Kansas is going to be going to. Spoiler alert, they're going to the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. They're going to be playing UNLV on December 26th, 8 p.m. kickoff. We're going to talk about that later on in the show. Also, some coaching change-ups going on there at KU as well, which we knew was going to happen with how good KU played this year. We knew eventually some of these assistant coaches would move on to do different things. But we're going to talk about that coming up. I want to kick off the show talking about Kansas basketball because I know you guys love the KU football team. You love what they've been doing the last couple of seasons. But KU basketball it's like peanut butter and jelly. They go together, you love it, and you and you have a good time watching it too. So it doesn't only taste good, you like watching it. But let's get into it. Last time we talked, KU was ranked number five in the nation. Since then, they went on to beat UConn. We talked about it last week, how they were going to be playing UConn. UConn was ranked number four in the nation. KU ranked number five. It was going to be a top five battle. KU hosted UConn on Friday night to the delight of KU fans everywhere. They won that game 69-65, and it was a fantastic game. I'm not going to dive into the the deepness of this game because it was just an overall solid performance. KU played a good game from start to finish. They beat UConn 69-65, and that was good enough to jump them back to number two in the nation. So you had UConn losing ahead of them. Marquette lost their first game. And Purdue lost their first game as well. So number two, number three, number four, all lose. KU beats the number four team in the nation. They jump up to number two, and Arizona is now number one. So a future Big 12 team in Arizona ranked number one. And KU, of course, the defending Big 12 champions, ranked number two. If, if Arizona and Kansas meet in the national championship game in the last year of the Pac-12 before Arizona jumps into the Big 12, that is going to be... I would love to see that national championship matchup with Balo from Arizona, Hunter Dickinson from Kansas. I'm getting way too far ahead of myself right now. But that was a good game. What I'm getting at is Arizona number one, Kansas number two. It would be a fun national championship matchup. But... For this week, it was KU getting back in Allen Fieldhouse. They have two back-to-back home games. Uh, Coming up this Friday, they're taking on Mizzou. It's an old rivalry game, old Big 8 rival, old Big 12 rival. The Border War Showdown is coming back to Lawrence, Kansas. They had it in Lawrence a couple years ago. Last year it was in uh, Columbia. And now it's back in Lawrence again this year before they go back to Columbia again next year. Hopefully they just keep this thing going. It would be fun to have it in Kansas City, have it right in the middle 
of both schools at some point. But KU will be hosting Mizzou after coming off of a big win against Kansas City. UMKC, formerly UMKC, now Kansas City. KU beat them 88-69. Now, this was fun for a couple of reasons. If you follow the my Twitter X account, at Talker, you can do that anytime. We can converse on there, talk about the games, whatever else. But I was able to attend that game in person. Yes, I didn't think I was going to do that. I would have mentioned it on the podcast last week if I did. It was kind of a last-minute decision. Obviously, with a new baby in our house, uh, I'm not just going to jump out and leave the house whenever, especially going to a game like that. However, my mother-in-law's in town, first of all. Thank you uh, to my mother-in-law for helping my wife with the baby. Uh, but also, my oldest daughter, Brielle, she was invited to go to the game with one of her friends from school, one of her friends that's on her basketball team. And... So she was invited to go to the KU game against Kansas City on Tuesday night. And I was thinking, oh, that's fun. That would be a fun time. I wonder how much tickets are. So I look at tickets on SeatGeek and StubHub and wherever else you want to go off market. You could get tickets on the day of the game for as cheap as $3. You can get tickets to go to see KU, the number two ranked team in the nation, for $3. My mind was blown. I had no clue that you could get into a KU game for $3. Honestly, I looked at the tickets for the UConn game. It was like, I think the cheapest ticket was $160. And then against Mizzou, I think the cheapest ticket is about $139, last I checked. So to see in between, in between the game against number four UConn and your former bitter Civil War rival Mizzou, you have $169 or $159 was the cheapest ticket to get in against UConn, $139 against Mizzou, and then against Kansas City, UMKC, whatever you want to call them, you get a $3 ticket. So that was, first of all, I thought it was cool that she got invited to go to a KU game. Second of all, I definitely wanted to be there since it was going to be her first KU men's basketball game. I had to be in the building when she was going to her first KU game. So I looked on the the aftermarkets. I went to SeatGeek. I got a $3 ticket for myself, a $3 ticket for my other daughter, uh, my middle daughter now, Riley. And we were able to go to the game for 6 bucks. Of course, fees, you know, you add like $10 for each uh, ticket, which is terrible. That's a rant that I'll go on later. But we get into the game. Brielle's hanging out with her friend uh, and her her friend's family, uh, watching the KU game across the court. Me and Riley are over on the other side behind the benches a little bit. And it was a great game. KU wins it 88-69. I did happen to get a live bet when uh, UMKC cut KU's lead to 10. I got KU minus 18 and a half. Uh, I got that plus money. So KU wins it by 19 points. I win the live bet when we were there in Allen Fieldhouse. That was a good time. Uh, But, yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. We, uh, of course, had to get the Dippin' Dots for, for Riley. Uh, She loves Dippin' Dots whenever we go to an athletic sporting event, whatever. She has to get the Dippin' Dots. But 
Uh, Brielle had a good time with her friend. And speaking of Brielle, it looks like we have a special guest in studio tonight. Brielle is here. Brielle, what did you think of your first? First of all, wait, before I before I ask you this question, you were able to go to the women's final four game with me last year. What did you think last year of the women's final four game that we were able to go to in the championship? It was fun. It was a good time. It was. The KU women's basketball team won the WNIT last year. So we were able – she's been to Allen Fieldhouse a couple times. We went to a Final Four watch party there a couple of years ago. Remember going to the Final Four watch party? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I didn't let you go to the championship game because that was on a school night. Were you a little bit mad that I didn't let you go? Yes. <laughs> and, and then there was, of course, craziness downtown. That's another reason why I didn't want you – although we did see a little bit of craziness after they won the Final Four game. We walked downtown a little bit, didn't we? Yeah. Was there people in the middle of the street hanging out? There were people on the roofs. That's throwing right. Throwing beer bottles onto the street. All right. That was a little too crazy. That's, again, why I did not want to bring her back for the national championship game. Don't need to see kids throwing beer bottles. But anyway, uh, so for this game, for this KU game this year, it was your first time seeing a men's basketball game in person at Allen Fieldhouse. Of course, we watched the Final Four game on the big screen there, but this was your first time seeing a KU men's basketball game live in person. What did you think going to that game? Um, It was awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you go back again? Uh, of course. Who is your favorite player this year for KU? Do you have any? Um, I have... Two, but um, Hunter Dickinson and Delon Harris Jr. Riley's not here to talk about this right now, but Riley's favorite player is Hunter Dickinson because she loves his last name, Dickinson. It's a great last name. And her first time she ever saw a dunk live in person, Hunter Dickinson threw down one of the strongest dunks I've ever seen. He almost broke the backboard. You saw that one, right? That was close to where you were sitting. It was... I could hear it from where I was sitting. <laughs> it was a powerful dunk. Hunter Dickinson absolutely can throw down a dunk. Also, K.J. Adams Jr., he had a monster dunk. It was a half-court alley-oop pass from Dewan Harris Jr., and K.J. Adams is one of my favorite players. He just does a little bit of everything. But after that 88-69 win over UMKC, oh, Brielle wanted to mention one other thing before I get on with this. Um, my my favorite parts were that I got to watch my first boy KU game, and I got to watch with my friend, and that I I just also love KU basketball, so I just wanted to go watch it. It was a great time. Thanks for thanks for having a friend that would take you to the game. First of all, that was very nice of them, and then it also let me and Riley um come out and watch it and have fun too. So. It was, a, it was a good time for everybody, I think. And, uh, you know, maybe one day we'll take your baby sister to a KU game many years down the road. She's a little too small right now. It's a little too, yeah, it's a little too loud for her probably at those games right now. But that's all right. You know, when KU gets a big win like that, you kind of wonder. They had the big game against UConn. Then they had the game against UMKC, a little bit of a, a smaller school. They didn't really have a letdown. It got a little bit close in the second half, but they end up winning by 19 points. And then this Friday night, KU Mizzou, it is going to be a madhouse 
an absolute crazy time over there at uh, Allen Fieldhouse this Saturday. Mizzou is seven and two on the season. KU now eight and one, ranked number two in the nation. It's a four fifteen start on Saturday afternoon. Uh, this game is going to be on ESPN. Thomas Robinson, former Kansas great, is going to have his jersey retired at halftime of that game. So it's going to be a wild scene out there at Allen Fieldhouse for KU Mizzou this Saturday, 4-15, December 9th. Cannot wait to see what KU does with that game. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to win big. I think it's going to be an emotional game for KU, and I think they're going to be able to uh, handle the Tigers just fine. And then next week on the podcast, we'll talk about what KU has coming up. Again, it's a tough KU has one of the toughest schedules in the country. They've got Indiana coming up, Indiana 7-1 on the season. Yale, uh, I wouldn't say that's a tough game, but you never know. And then a neutral site game against Wichita State. So we have a lot more hoops to talk about in the coming weeks. Of course, uh, it's basketball season, but that doesn't mean we're not going to be talking about football because KU still has one more game left. It's bowl season. They're going bowling for just the second time. In Kansas football history, they're going to back-to-back bowl games. Hasn't been since 2007, 2008. Maybe it was 2008, 2009. I believe it was 2007, 2008 under Mark Mangina the last time they went to back-to-back bowl games. But again, back in 2007, 2008, that was the first time in program history they'd ever gone to -to back-to-back bowl games. And now under Lance Leipold in year three. He's only been here at KU for three seasons, went from two wins in year one, six wins in year two, eight wins in year three, and if they win their bowl game, they'll get to nine wins, and then next season, I'm thinking they can get to ten wins. What do you think, Brielle? Uh, yes. I think they can get to ten wins, especially with Jalen Daniels coming back at quarterback. Uh, he announced that a couple of weeks ago on social media, so... KU, there's a lot of good stuff happening at KU, not just football, not just basketball, a lot of stuff even outside of the programs. Uh, they're doing their, their whole building. They're building some new stuff around the stadium. It's going to be a good time to be a, a Kansas Jayhawk fan. But for Kansas and their bowl game this season, KU was invited to play at the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. That's in Phoenix, Arizona. And they're going to be playing UNLV from the Mountain West Conference. 8 p.m. kickoff the day after Christmas, December 26th, uh, 2023, of course. I cannot wait to see how Kansas responds and reacts to being invited to this bowl game. Last year, of course, they played in the Liberty Bowl, took uh, Arkansas to double overtime, ended up losing barely in that one. But they're going to have a a tougher test than what I thought. When I first saw they were playing UNLV, I was thinking, all right, KU should win this one pretty easily. But I'm looking, the more I look into it, the more I think it's going to be a tough game for KU. UNLV went 9-4 and four on the season, 6-2 and two in the Mountain West Conference, uh, just uh, fell to Boise State in the Mountain West Conference Championship game last Saturday. But this was a game where there was supposed to be a Big Ten team in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl playing a Big 12 team. So this is a little bit different than what everybody thought. I saw a lot of projections. KU was going to play Northwestern, 
maybe KU would play Wisconsin in this one. If Nebraska had beat Iowa, I saw a projection of KU playing Nebraska in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. So a lot of people had KU in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, but nobody knew who their opponent was going to be. Now we know it's UNLV. And these guys are excited to be out there. Devin Neal said it's a, new, a unique time to be playing after Christmas. At the end of the day, they're excited to play football in December. Not a lot of teams get the luxury of doing that. That was a quote from Devin Neal. KU, of course, 8-4 and four on the season. Uh, first time reaching eight wins since 2008, a year they went to the Insight Bowl. And like I said, only the second time in program history they were going to back-to-back bowl games. Now... 15 years ago, I was talking about the Insight Bowl. They played Minnesota in Tempe, Arizona, Sun Devil Stadium. They beat Minnesota 42-21 in that game. That was the last time they have won a bowl game. So this is big in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, which is run by the same organizations that puts on the Fiesta Bowl. It's going to be a fun game out there in Phoenix, and it's going to be at Chase Field, uh, which... Now it's a guaranteed rate field, so that that's that's what's different about it. But these, uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting game. So the head coach at UNLV is Barry Odom, the former head coach of Missouri. So there's a little bit of, uh, I wouldn't say bad blood there, since they never really played each other during the Odom era. But there's a little bit of bad blood whenever you got a former Tiger facing the Jayhawks. So it should be... A great game between two programs that are on the rise. UNLV, a nine-win season. KU trying to get to a nine-win season if they can get a win against UNLV. And I think they can do it. You look at UNLV, they're one of those triple option spread hybrid type teams. They have a young offensive coordinator. Uh, They put up a lot of points. So this could be a high-scoring game. If you're looking uh, to do some bets on this one, Take the over on the points. Uh, you know, Devin Neal, anytime touchdown, obviously, I'm going to have that if I can do a parlay on this one. Jason Bean, at quarterback, going to be throwing for over 200 yards, locking that one in, but should be a fun game. We're going to talk about that more as the game approaches, of course, but wanted to get that in there on uh, this podcast just to talk about uh, what KU could do in the guaranteed rate bowl again facing UNLV December 26th, the day after Christmas, 8 p.m. kickoff in Phoenix, Arizona. Again, it's the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Now, I will say this. They're going to be playing UNLV just next season in Lawrence. KU is hosting UNLV next year on September 14th. So this is going to be a little bit of a showdown, a bowl showdown, and then they're going to be playing uh They're going to be playing again next year in September. So these teams are going to be playing back-to-back, which makes it a little bit interesting again from that angle. On football, Andy Kotelnicki, I can never say this guy's last name right, offensive coordinator from Kansas, now former offensive coordinator at Kansas. I believe he is going to be coaching the game with KU, but he has moved on to Penn State. He will be the next offensive coordinator at Penn State. So we wish nothing but the best for offensive coordinator Andy Kolnicki. He is headed to Penn State, which means KU is looking to fill that offensive coordinator role. I'm sure that Lance Leipold will find somebody to do a great job in that role. 
I'm interested to see because th- so much of this year was talking about the uh, the the team coming back. They had so many players from last year's team coming back. They had the entire st- coaching staff coming back, and now Lance Leipold's staff is starting to get poached off a little bit. So that's something to keep an eye on. But for now, we want to focus on what's at stake, and that is the Guaranteed Rate Bowl against UNLV December 26th, 8 p.m. All right, that about does it for this episode. You can always get at me on Twitter, at Talker. Let me know what's going on. We can keep the conversation going there. Download, subscribe, give this thing a five-star rating. Tell five friends who love the Jayhawks about this podcast. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Check out my latest articles over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.